Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Welcome into another edition of Braddock's Breakdowns. This episode is called The Choice is Yours. If you're a hip-hop fan, especially a 90s hip-hop fan, you'll remember the rap group back in the early 90s called Black Sheep, and they dropped the song called The Choice is Yours. Yours, excuse me. The main message is you can get with this or you can get with that. Well, that's the theme of today's Braddock's Breakdown. I've got seven matchup here for different scenarios. Most of them are on the same team. Who's the number one wide receiver in 2021? Who's the number two guy? Some's got, uh, some of these matchups have some different tie-ins. They're not on the same team now, but maybe they played in the past. We'll just get right into it. Again, this is Braddock Breakdowns, and you're going to come to this situation in the drafts where you're going to ask yourself, do you want to get with this or do you want to get with that? And I'm going to let you know to get with this because this is where it's at. We jump right into it. First matchup, when I was covering the Houston Texans over the last 10-plus years down here in Houston, a couple wide receivers, speedsters, came through there that I, I liked. And I wrote about both of them, thought they could land on the practice squad, develop, and you would see them through time. Well, they've developed, but they've developed outside of the Houston market. These guys are Tyron Johnson and Vincent Smith. Excuse me. Tyron Johnson, the speedster there for the Los Angeles Charger. Vincent Smith, uh, the speedster there for the New York Jets. Both of these guys are intriguing for different reasons, mostly their speed and their matchups. Now, if you're asking me, who do you want to get with? Do you want to get with Tyron Johnson this year in your fantasy league? If you're deciding between these two, and yes, I know I'm starting super, super deep way down the fantasy guys you're probably not going to draft but we'll move uh, forward to more uh hot topic names your wide receiver ones your wide receiver twos we'll get in that in a second but here i like these guys just to tell you the entire picture now i think vincent smith what i've seen from him in the early part of preseason has developed into a more of a polished wide receiver he's not just the nine route the deep threat anymore you've seen him underneath you've seen him play more physical more balanced I like him actually better as the more complete polished wide receiver of Tyron Johnson. But if you're asking who you should should select, if you're selecting either one of these guys late, late, late in the draft, uh, deep, deeper league, then I'm going to say Tyron Johnson. You look at the wide receivers there for their chargers. Uh, Mike Williams always hurt. Keenan Allen's a stud. There goes your number one guy. But then you draft Josh Palmer in the third round. I think he was drafted way too high i think he's a day three project uh player or a guy that doesn't give you a tremendous upside here i think tyron johnson will actually outproduce josh palmer and josh palmer's rookie season this year and if you decide between these guys your choice is this tyron johnson and not that vincent smith all right and with justin herbert throwing the ball even with the new coaching staff tyron johnson is going to get a ton of targets and just to remind you before i move on what he did last year only 26 targets for justin herbert and the Chargers. he had 20 catches 398 yards and three touchdowns on 26 targets yes between those two get with tyron johnson moving on let's go to the empire state of mind the state of new york and yes some football's played in new jersey but you get it new york jets New York Giants, media capital of the world. What's going on in their slot positions? Jamison Crowder on one hand, Sterling Shepard on the other hand. Who do you want? I like Zach Wilson better as the quarterback. I like the weapons around them. But if we're talking about fantasy value for this year, 
even though I like Zach Wilson as a rookie, more than Daniel Jones as a quarterback, and I'm concerned if Saquon Barkley gets hurt, how hard it is for those wide receivers to pick up yards. I'm going Sterling Shepard here. A little okie doke there. You might have thought I was going Crowder, but I like the Sterling Shepard pick over Jamison Crowder. And let me give you some numbers from recent history, what both of these guys have done. Jamison Crowder has averaged 59 to 78 receptions, or he's had, not average. He's had 58 to 78, 59 to 78 receptions in five of his six years in the NFL. And he's really taken off since he left Washington and got to the New York market. Uh, he's put up 604 yards to 840 receiving yards in five of the six years. And the last two seasons with the Jets, he's had six receiving touchdowns, both for Crowder. Pretty pretty good numbers out the slot there, especially with the quarterback position and Sam Darnold, what's happened there with Adam Gaze over the last couple of years before the new regime comes in. Now, Sterling Shepard, the reason I like him a little bit more, first, let me give you those numbers, 57 to 66 receptions in all five years. No matter how many games he plays, he's going to get you 57 to 66 receptions, or it would seem. 576 yards, 872 yards every single year, three touchdowns uh, per season the last four seasons. That's what he's averaged each year. Uh, he's pretty consistent there. So if you look at the numbers, you're probably saying, well, it seems like I should be going more Jamison Crowder. Well, you got to look at all the variables, not only the quarterback play, not only the pass production, but let's look at all the variables. The New York Jets, how deep are they at wide receiver? Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Keelan Cole, Josh Malone, of the rookie Elijah Moore. I'm, I'm leaving people out. I mean, there's just so many. It's so stacked. Well, obviously, Jamison Crowder as well. So you're stacked there, that position, a lot of mouths to feed. Elijah Moore is going to eat up some reps on the outside and in the slot. So I think Jamison Crowder it takes a little bit of a regression this year. And on the flip side of that, Sterling Shepard, like at Kenny Galladay, is he going to stay healthy? Uh, Darius Slayton, you go through the receiving core, even with Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph at the tight end position, Sterling Shepard's going to get fed in that offense. And if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, and if that offensive line for the Giants can gel, and if Joe Judge uh, finally gets some acrimony as a head coach in the NFL, Sterling Shepard could take off. I don't love this, but between the two, I'm going Shepard. I think the numbers are going to be better for him this year over the other slot in New York in Jameson Crowder. Moving on, Denver Broncos. This is an ugly situation. Now the next five, the last five, this or that we're going to look at in this episode of Braddock's Breakdown, all play on the same team. Who's the number one? Who's the number two? First, we want to start with the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, you don't want any of these receivers, but if you find yourself in a situation where you're deciding between one or the other, Jerry, Judy, or Cortland Sutton, let me give you a little bit of the resume. Judy struggled in his rookie season. I was surprised how bad he struggled with all the drops. Only a 46% catch rate. Now, I didn't see that coming, if I'm being honest with you. I uh, had 113 targets last year, rough rookie season. Cortland Sutton, though. Let's look at him, 54.7 career catch rate. Yes, higher career catch rate. That being said, on 214 targets in his career, he's coming off an AC, uh, ACL injury. It's still not a great catch rate. It's been in the league three years, even though he only played that first game before he tore the ACL last year. Uh, you look at this situation, and the upside of Judy should easily surpass what we see from Cortland Sutton. So with all variables being the same, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, lack of a top franchise quarterback, both of these guys are dealing with that in Denver. I like Judy's upside his second year over Cortland Sutton coming back off an of ACL injury in his fourth year. Moving on, we're going to go to the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford's in the fold there. 
Most times you look at Robert Woods as that number one wide receiver, Cooper Cup as that slot guy. Cooper Cup's the number one wide receiver this year. Woods, 86 to 90 receptions, three straight years. Great numbers there for Robert Woods. Cooper Cup, the last two years, 92 and 94 receptions with 10 touchdowns in 2019. That touchdown number is very, very important. And the reason why, you see him hit double-digit touchdowns in a shorter career. He just did it recently, two years, two seasons ago. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. 71% catch rate in the career for Cooper Cup, where it's only 67% the last five years for Robert Woods. Not a tremendous difference there, but yes, there is a difference. Robert Woods, in his eight-year career, six touchdowns, the most he ever had in a season. Six touchdowns, eight years, he's never surpassed six touchdowns in a season while Cooper Cup had 10 two years ago. Matt Stafford is going to love Cooper Cup. He will be the number one wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams this year, not Robert Woods. Take the value of Cup in your draft and let Woods slide to someone else. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay, Antonio Brown's down there, Tyler Johnson's down there. The rookie Jalen Darden can take the top off of defenses. They're, they're, they're stacked everywhere. And you look at the tight end position, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard. I mean, it just keeps going on even into the backfield with Leonard Fournette and Rojo and Giovanni Bernard. It's a stacked offense, a lot of mouths to feed there. But one of these guys and both of these guys are getting selected around that fringe wide receiver one there at the end of the like 12th, 13th wide receiver. Uh, is it Chris Godwin or is it Mike Evans? Let's look what the numbers has, has to say first, and then we'll make that decision, decision whether to get with this or that. On Mike Evans... He has three seasons in his career of 12 or more touchdowns. Let that sink in. Let it marinate a little bit. 109 targets last year was the least amount of targets he's had in his seven-year career. You want to talk consistency, 109 targets in your seventh season is the fewest targets you've got in your entire seven-season career. Speaks to being on the field, speaks speaks to being one of the top uh, options for your quarterback, whether it's Tom Brady or anyone who comes before him. So I like what we're seeing from Mike Evans there. And you look on the flip side of the corn with Chris Godwin, who's getting drafted even before Mike Evans or right around him. I think it's way too high on Chris Godwin. One of four seasons with 100 targets. I just told you. Seven straight years, Mike Evans has never fell on 109 targets. And once in his four-year career has Chris Godwin gone over 100 targets. The proof's in the pudding right there. Uh, also, I talked about Evans having 12 or more touchdown catches in three of his uh, three years, three different seasons in his career. Chris Godwin, seven to nine touchdowns, great numbers. And uh, in his last three seasons, they put up seven to nine touchdowns each, each one of those seasons. Good numbers. But if you're comparing him against Mike Evans, give me the guy who's always on the field. He's not getting banged up and injured as much as Chris Godwin. And the numbers show that he's the number one. There's nothing on here. Nothing in the numbers show me that Chris Godwin is going to surpass Mike Evans as the number one wide receiver. Give me the six, five big body guy that Tom Brady knows how to throw it up to. Moving on, let's bring it down to Dallas. Down here in Texas with me, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. A couple months ago, I probably would have got uh, insane reactions when I mentioned this and we put out the, the draft kit and the profile. We started writing it back May, June, everything. And when we put that together, C.D. Lamb was my number one wide receiver. He's a fringe wide receiver one this year. I think you're going to see him as one of the top 12 wide receivers. 
didn't get a lot of attention a couple months ago. Uh, people thought it was just a hot take or something. Now you see across the industry, oh, CD Lamb. Everyone loves CD Lamb. Everyone, of course, he was the best wide receiver in the draft. He's the best wide receiver in Dallas. If you want to look at the numbers and how things are trending, uh, as far as Mari Cooper, I'm not poo-pooing on the guy. I mean, we're talking about a high-quality wide receiver. Mari Cooper finished all six seasons with five to eight touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. And last season, he had his most receptions, 92 receptions, 1,014 yards, and five receiving touchdowns. But let's look at the other side of that. Even with Dak out and Amari putting up great numbers, CeeDee Lamb put up 74 catches, 935 receiving yards, and six receiving touchdowns. Beat Amari Cooper in his rookie season without Dak Prescott, learning a different quarterback or multiple different quarterbacks in his rookie season. CeeDee Lamb is a talent at the wide receiver position, not just in Dallas, but league-wide. And he'll be a top five receiver in the in the next few years in the NFL. So in Dallas, he's the number one wide receiver. If you're going to get with this or that, it's not Amari Cooper, it's CeeDee Lamb. Last one on this episode of Braddock's Breakdowns. Let's get into it. Two guys, yes, they don't play on the same team now, but they did in college. We're talking about A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. Which one's the guy? This is about split evenly. You see some people go heavy on A.J. Brown. Some people go heavy on D.K. Metcalf. Well, let's look and see what the number says. You make your own decisions to all of these. I'm just reading the tea leaves, looking at the variables, and telling you which way I'm going. But on this A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Ole Miss, jacked up wide receivers. We all remember the pictures that went viral coming out of Ole Miss and also Think about this. I mean, just a little side note. We talk about wide receiver U with Alabama and all the talent they put in with Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, uh, and rightfully so. That's a whole nother level. But look at Ole Miss. Don't sleep on Ole Miss. I mean, you're talking about roughly around the same time having Van Jefferson before he transferred to Florida. Uh, there, who now plays for the Los Angeles Rams. Second round pick they took, the Rams took, with the pick they got from the Houston Texans in the Brandon Cooks trade. He was at Ole Miss. D.K. Metcalf was Ole Miss. A.J. Brown was at Ole Miss. And Elijah Moore, the rookie from this year, was at Ole Miss. I mean, so don't sleep on them. Yes, they're not in the same tier right now as Alabama. But for Ole Miss, they're really putting out some high-quality wide receivers. And who's the top guy in the NFL right now? A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Well, A.J.'s coming off a back-to-back 1,000-yard season in his first two years with eight touchdowns one year, 11 touchdowns the next, uh, 64% catch rate. But his receptions were 52 and 70 in his first two years. How does that compare to DK Metcalf in his first two years? Well, Metcalf had seven touchdowns and 10 touchdowns, exactly one less than A.J. Brown. His first two seasons coming out of Ole Miss. Catch rate's a little bit less, 2% left at 62% career catch rate in the NFL. But his receptions, 58 and 83. He had six more as a rookie, 13 more his second year. The trend is going up on DK Metcalf. I'm not saying it's not on A.J. Brown. What I'm saying, though, let's get back into reading all the different variables about these situations and who you want. A.J. Brown, you want to get with this? Or do you want to get with that, with DK Metcalf? I want to get with that. I like DK Metcalf. I mean, I'm not talking about all the muscles and the speed and all that's great, but let's look at the situation. If you're taking one of these guys high, around sixth, seventh wide receiver in your draft being selected, I want DK Metcalf 
with Russell Wilson, who doesn't miss football games, who's in the MVP conversation, top five, year in, year out, who's played in Super Bowl, the moment's not too big, and he has high aspirations. And DK Metcalf is Russell Wilson's number one wide receiver. Or do you want to go to the Tennessee Titans who just lost their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who's been in the fold for 10 years, leaves the Titans organization and goes to Atlanta. Uh, now, one thing he did send as a parting gift to, gift to Tennessee after his decade time there was to send Julio Jones. Are we trusting Julio Jones to stay, uh, you know, stay healthy? And if he doesn't stay healthy, Who's the Titans' top top two receiver? Who's opposite of A.J. Brown? Josh Reynolds? I like Josh Reynolds as a three or four. I don't like him as the number two, and that's why the Titans had to make the move for Julio Jones. But when you made that move for Julio, it was the first of several moves that needed to be made. The depth is not there for the Tennessee Titans. And Ryan Tannehill is nowhere close to on the same level as Russell Wilson as a quarterback. We all know that. Lastly, let's look at the running back position. And you're saying, well, what's the running back have to do with the wide receivers? It's all tied together. They're variables here. And you got to count and see how it's going to alter the defense and the production of the players. So as we look at the Seattle Seahawks, you've got Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, the rookie Josh Johnson, on and on and on. DJ Dallas, different guys. There's going to be a healthy body there to feed, feed, feed. And you got Gerald Everett you bring over from the Rams in free agency for Russell Wilson to have a go-to tight end and don't sleep on Gerald Everett. So you have people taking the focus off of DK Metcalf, but you have enough weapons around him that it's going to leave him isolated. He's going to have a lot of one-on-ones. They're going to have other weapons that Russ can go to, but DK is going to get fed and he's going to be productive because they can't slant all the extra coverage over the DK that a team would like to because of the weapons Russell Wilson has and his ability to spread it out with that running game as well. Now, on the flip side of that, A. Brown, I don't trust the offensive line. I don't like that Arthur Smith is gone, who built that office and rebuilt Ryan Tannehill after his days in Miami. And I really, really, really don't like Derrick Henry going over 400 plus touches in back to back seasons. That's the number we do not talk about as NFL running back. So if Derrick Henry gets injured and I always talk about players as being the Jenga block of their offense. So you move one, the wrong piece on Jenga, the whole tower collapses. Derrick Henry is that Jenga block for the Tennessee Titans, not Ryan Tannehill, not AJ Brown, not Julio Jones, no one else. Make no mistake about it. That offense ticks with Derrick Henry. And if he goes out, you move that Jenga block, the entire thing collapses. What if Henry and Julio goes out? It's a 17-game season now, only three preseason. Injuries piled up last year. They're going to continue to pile up this year. We're already seeing it, not only in the NFL, but all sports league. The safe bet, the smart bet is DK Metcalf. So if you're going to get with this or that, I will watch Braddock's breakdowns, get my tidbits on it, make your decision, and then go with this. And those are the guys I named, obviously. All right, so that was a fun segment of Braddock's Breakdown. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, the choice is yours. You decide which player you want to go with. I hope you found value in what I said. And if you did, come to drrodo.com. It's not just me. We have an entire team of experts in the NFL, NBA, PGA, NHL, eSports, NASCAR. We've got ex experts, and they're showing the receipts. These guys, these women, they're, they spit cash. 
Look, go look at, go look at your Twitter right now. Go look at drrodo.com and look at the information. We have tools. We have experts. We have the new Major League Baseball DFS optimizer. Some of the best tools. All the latest news instantly there on the site. So do yourself a favor and use the code DOC, D-O-C, to get a special discount at drrodo.com. Check out all of our podcasts, preseason previews, and let us get you ready, not only for your fantasy drafts this year in football, but for the entire year. Let us put that money in your pocket. I hope you're not on a low-carb diet because we're about to give you a ton of bread. DrRoto.com. We're going to see you next time on Braddock's Breakdown. For now, that's going to do it. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out DrRoto.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.